Welcome to the Landmark Church Weekly Podcast. Good morning, Landmark Church. How you doing today? Amen. How many of you ate black-eyed peas yesterday? Anybody? Healthy, wealthy, and wise. That beats sick, broken, stupid any day of the week, I promise you. Just kidding. I, I put that on Facebook, I took it off, I felt guilty yesterday, and then I say it out loud today, sorry. <laughs> now, I hope you had a great New Year's, uh, just great holidays. I'll be honest, I'm one, of the weird, I'm one of the weird people that I like schedules, and, um, and so I'm looking forward to getting back this week just to a normal routine. I'm weird like that, I, like my, I, like, I love that kind of stuff. So this week looks like everything's getting back to normal. Let me tell you about something going on this week. We are starting tomorrow, 21 days uh, of prayer and fasting, and here's what we're asking. The next three days, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, will be a time of corporate prayer and fasting. And so a couple things, if you got this book, if not, you can look it up, um, you can get a copy pretty quickly. We, we gave away as many as we had, but every single morning, on our app, on the Facebook, social media, on our YouTube channel, there will be a, a, either a person from the church or one of our staff members will be reading the prayer in here or, or saying a prayer from this, reading the scripture and saying a prayer. Just a way for you to start out your day. You can read the devotion for yourself. Those are for 21 days. But then also we're asking for 21 days for you to give up something as you just focus on the Lord, as we give him this first part of 2022 and just give him and just say we're going to set course for 2022 to say this is your year for God. God's will to be done in our lives. And then also for the next three days, if you're able, I understand physically some people can't do this because of medical reasons or whatever, and so there's no condemnation. But if you are able, we ask that you fast from food, not eat fast food, but fast from food for the next three days. And uh, people ask me all the time, what does that mean? Listen, it's between you and the Lord. It's whatever you can do for me personally. Some people do a total water fast. I'll be honest with you. I don't do that. I drink stuff. Um, orange juice. Um, I, I, the only time all year long that I drink chocolate milk is during a fast because it kind of settles my, my sugar a little bit and it has a little substance. So I'll drink that um, with some orange juice and stuff like that. But anyway, for the next three days and then each night we're going to have prayer here at the church from 7 to 8, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday night, we will still have our kids' ministry and our youth, but the adults will be meeting in here. And we're going to do something different this year we've never done. If you ever went to our prayer meetings, usually we just kind of pray and pray by ourselves and then get together. The worship team is going to lead us in a couple songs. And then, if you want to go find a place to pray by yourself, you're welcome to do that. But for a little while, we're going to have stations set up in here. So you can go pray by yourself or you can go to each station. We're going to have different things, a place for you to put prayer requests or pray over those prayer requests, a place for you to nail things to the cross that you want to give the Lord for 2022. We'll have a place for you to take communion with your family or by yourself individually. And so it's going to be more interactive. And then we're going to come together at the very end and pray together. So we're excited for this year, inviting you out the next couple nights and let's give the Lord 2022. Amen. 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 Won't you stand up this morning? <clears throat> got your Bibles turn to Luke chapter five. I want to jump right into the message today. My one dad joke for today is, I, wanted, I forgot to get up here and say, I feel like I haven't seen you guys all year long. <laughs> Sorry, that was my one dad joke. Luke chapter 5. Thank you for those of you who do laugh. You encourage me to keep going. <clears throat> I appreciate that. I'm excited about the sermon today and the sermon series. I don't want to say too much because the beginning of my message is about this, but... Um, 
not that I don't feel like the Lord has not spoken to me before, but there's times that you just know this is what the Lord is saying. And, and you, um, as the Bible says, you just feel like this is the way, walking in it. And um, I just feel that way right now. And so I'm excited to share with you what I feel like the Lord has for us this year. Luke chapter 5, verse 1. So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats. Standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. And when he had stopped speaking, I want you to key in on this phrase. He said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Launch out into the deep. Father, we thank you for your word today. Thank you for what you're speaking to our hearts for this year. And Father, we just thank you for all that you're doing in us and through us. And Lord, we're just believing for a great year of, of knowing you. Thank you, Father. And just pray right now as we open up your word, may our hearts be stirred. We ask all these things in the name of Jesus and with the power of the Holy Spirit and all God's people together said, amen. Turn around, look at somebody and say, I'm so glad I get to sit by you and you may be seated. <coughs> Excuse me. Thank you again for being here today. I honestly did not expect this large of a crowd for the weather, but uh, I'm glad that you braved it, <clears throat> that you were here. Excuse me, I got something in my throat this morning. <clears> throat> there we go. Okay. I don't know how other parents do it. Every parent has to, all parents have to make decisions for themselves um, when it comes to your parenting techniques. But for Sarah and I, we have kind of settled on this thing with a newborn um, that basically... She stays up during the night, most of the night. She wakes up with, with Boston and feeds him. And then in the mornings, anywhere from 5 a.m. to about 6 or 6.30, I take, I take my turn and I watch him. And then I go get Benjamin out of bed about 7 and when he wakes up. And then I watch them during the morning for a couple hours and she can get some sleep. So about, it was about, about 5.30 one morning last week or week before last. I was sitting there in the dark in our room in a chair we have in our room. And I'm feeding Boston a bottle. And we have a TV in there, but it honestly is rarely on, and, and obviously I wouldn't have it on that morning with Sarah's asleep. And so I'm sitting in the stillness of the morning, the quiet, the darkness of the room. I'm feeding him a bottle, and I began to just pray and ask the Lord, Lord, what do you have for us as a church for 2022? And as I begin to ask that, I'll be honest with you, I've never been a person that has like a word for the church as far as like a word for the year that we're going off one word all year long, or even for my own life, a word for my life. I've just never done that. Nothing wrong with that. It's just not something I've done personally. But this one word just kept coming in my heart and my spirit, and I couldn't get rid of it. It just kept coming back to me over and over and over. And I'm kind of hard-headed, so after about the third or fourth time I hear this word, I finally say, okay, Lord, I'm listening. What do you want for us? And this one word that we're starting this sermon series out, came to my mind and the word was deeper deeper so I began to ask okay Lord what are you saying to us from that word what does that mean it can mean a lot of different things what do you mean from that word and what I feel like and I'm going to break this down and I have no idea how long we're going to talk about this I'm just following the leading of the Holy Spirit this isn't a four-part series if, if, if he may tell me after this week don't ever talk about it again but I'm just telling you until he's done we're going to keep talking about it but this one word he began to speak because I believe what God is saying to us is 2022 is a year for us to go, go into deeper places 
in Him, to know Him in ways we've never known Him before, to experience Him in ways we've never experienced Him before. I believe in 2022, He is inviting us into the depths of the riches of His grace and His goodness and knowing Him in greater ways. And God is saying, I want you to have a deeper relationship with me. Amen? If I'm being honest with you this morning, I believe the church, and not just Landmark Church, I mean the church in general, I feel like the church has settled for shallow Christianity. I feel like the church has settled for a shallowness. And the problem with that is this, shallow faith will lead us to be tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Shallow faith leads us to to, to give up on God and throw in the towel when times get tough. Shallow faith is a faith that we just say, Lord, I love you on Sunday. I'll be a good person. I'll be nice every once in a while, but I'm going to live my life however I want. And it creates a shallow faith. I believe many times we want feelings without faithfulness. We want the benefits of knowing God without discipleship. We want the crown, but we don't want the cross. And God is calling us not to a shallow faith, but he is calling us to a deep faith where we know God in greater ways. Amen. When the the pandemic began almost two years ago, the first message I preached from this stage as they filmed me was from the book of Hebrews. And the book of Hebrews said, what what I preached was this, the book of Hebrews says everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Everything that can. In other words, it's like taking something and you have some things nailed down in a box or you have some things nailed down on this piece of wood, but there's parts of it that are not nailed down. And you take that thing and you shake it. And everything that can be shaken is gone until the only thing remaining are the things that are nailed down, are the things that are deep, are the things that are there, that are staying there and sticking there. And I want you to know, I feel like the last two years our world has been shaken. Our lives have been shaken. Things have happened all around us. But I believe when the shaking is done, those that have said, I am going to have a deep relationship with God, I am putting my roots down deep, I believe they are going to stand through it. Because when everything is shaken, what we can't listen. And the writer of Hebrews says, We have been given a kingdom that cannot be shaken. What's not going to be shaken is our faith in God because He has given us a kingdom that no matter what happens around us, it cannot be shaken because He is in control of all things amen and so we're called to have this deeper faith we're called to understand in my mind sometimes I'm kind of I have to I'm, I have to have a video or something to kind of see or my mind works that way I have a weird imagination and, and and when I think about this when I think about in my mind this is what I picture the last two years we in Oklahoma understand dust storms okay if you ever watch a documentary on the dust bowl that happened out west West Oklahoma, we understand dust storms. In Mississippi, we have these things called trees that block the dust and the dirt. You guys have big bushes here that don't do that as well. And so all of a sudden, just imagine in your mind dust everywhere, all you can see, and then all of a sudden that dust begins to settle. In my mind, it's like the last two years, so many things have been stirred up, so many things have happened around us, so many things have been going on, and the dust has been thick. But I believe, listen, I'm not promising you anything, I'm not a prophet nor the son of a prophet, I'm not telling you that certain things are coming to an end, I don't know. But I do know this, I believe for whatever reason, 2022 is going to be a year where the dust begins to settle. 
settle. I believe in as the dust settles, I believe those that have said, I'm going to stand, they are going to stand. When the dust settles, those of us that have said, we're going to serve Jesus no matter what, we are going to stand. I believe the dust is going to begin to settle and we're going to begin to see clearly things that have been cloudy for a couple years now. I believe that God is at work and we are going to see some things this year that we've never seen before. Amen? Jesus is telling Peter something. He tells Peter, Peter, I want you to launch out into the deep. Take your boat and launch into the deep. When you think about that idea, the word deep there in the Greek, it obviously just means depth. But there's also a part of it, a metaphor, that means the mystery of God. The mystery of God. Whenever I was, uh, you know, I've been on a cruise a couple times, and you're out in the ocean, and you're in the middle of nowhere. You can't see land. And you're wondering, what is going on underneath me? I mean, are there sharks under here? Squids? You know, your mind goes to Moby Dick. Is there a great whale under here trying to get us? One time I was out on, I think it was Grand Lake. It was up in Tulsa, by Tulsa. And my uncles had a couple of sea-doos in a pontoon boat. So our family goes out there. And we are using their sea-doos. And I'm in the middle of the lake. And the sea-doos weren't the newest ones. Now, I don't know about you. It seems like every time, maybe it's just me. But every time I'm around a boat or a sea dude, they always break down every single time. I, I, they, you know, they say the, best to, the most popular days to own a boat is the day you buy it and the day you sell it kind of thing. So, so I'm on this sea dude, and it just stops in the middle of the lake. And I know I'm ahead of them. So the pontoon boat's going to be coming by me soon, and I'm going to wave at them. And they're going to come get me, and they did all that. But I'm sitting there, and once again, my imagination, I begin to think, what if the Loch Ness Monster's under here? <laughs> what if he just comes up and swallows me? And my family doesn't know what happened to me, and they never see me again. The truth is this, though. We are invited into the mystery of God. We are invited into the depths of God. We've been invited into this relationship with God that is deeper than what we can understand. There are things about it we can't all figure out, but we are called. And Jesus tells Peter, launch out into the deep. In other words, Peter, I've got to catch a fish for you. I've got a bunch of fish I want you to catch. But you know what? If you're close to the shore, you can't catch them. This many fish can't live this close to the shore. So you've got to get out into the depths to get what I have for you. And God is telling you this year, he has things in store for you that you can't even imagine but you've got to launch out into the deep you've got to go into deeper waters you've got to know him in greater ways and when you launch out into the deep then all of a sudden you can catch what he has for you but shallow christianity will not cut it any longer we have got to have a depth that helps us when times get tough amen (laughs) sir francis drake prayed this prayer disturb us lord when we are too well pleased with ourselves when our dreams have come true because we have dreamed too little, and when we arrived safely, because we sailed too close to the shore. I believe we're going to arrive safely, but I don't want to do it just because I was close to the shore, I can get there quickly. I want to arrive safely because I know the captain of my ship is Jesus, and he is in charge, and I can go out into the depths, into the mystery of who he is, and I can know him in greater ways. I can know him more than I've ever known him before, but I've got to launch out into the deep to see what God has for me. Amen? I want to read to you from Ezekiel 47. This is an image to me of what I'm trying to say. Ezekiel 47, verse 1. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the front of the temple faced east. The the Lord thinks I know north, south, east, and west. He doesn't. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar, 
He brought me out by the way of the north gate and led me around the outside to the outer gate that faces east. And there was water running out on the right, on the right side. And when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits. And he brought me through the waters. The water came to my ankles. Everybody say ankles. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters. And the water came up to my knees. Everybody say knees. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through. The water came to my waist. Everybody say waist. And again, he measured 1,000, and it was a river that I could not cross, for the water was too deep, water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. And he said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. When I returned there along the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and the other. Then he said to me, The water flows toward the eastern region, goes down into the valley, and enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. And it shall be that ever, every living thing that moves, wherever the rivers go will live there will be a great multitude of fish because these waters go there for there will be they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes Ezekiel has this image and all of a sudden there's a river and as they measure it first the water just comes up to its ankles and then all of a sudden they measure it again and the water comes up to its knees I, I've told you this before my mom was a she was scared of swimming. She didn't know how to swim. She, her, my grandma always told her, you can drown in a teaspoon of water. And so they never learned how to swim. And so we, went, we, we liked to float, and we went on a floating trip. My mom went on a floating trip, couldn't swim. So she's on this raft, and she falls off. And she's laying in the water screaming, I'm drowning, I'm drowning. Somebody said, stand up, and the water was down to her ankles right about there, <laughs> her knees. All of a sudden, this person measures in the waters at its ankles, then its knees, and then it's up to its waist, and then it's overflowing. I believe this is a picture of the church. I believe some people have settled for ankle-deep Christianity. Some people have settled for just to wade in a little bit. I'll just wade into the Lord a little bit. I'll just get out of the Lord what I need. Lord, I'll serve you when it's good for me. I'll, I'll, I'll serve you when I need something. So I'm just going to barely get in. And then there are those that say, I'm not satisfied with my ankle-deep Christianity, but I'm going to wade a little bit further. I'm going to get into my knees. I'm going to get a little bit, a little bit more. God, I'll serve you a little bit more. I'll do a little bit more. I want to know you a little bit more, but not too much. And then there are those that say, I'm going to go a little bit further and it goes up. But I believe God is calling us this year not to ankle deep Christianity, not to knee deep or even waist deep Christianity. But I believe he is calling us to dive all the way in till it's over our head to the depths of God so we can know him in greater ways so that it can consume us. The river, wherever the river goes, brings life. I want 2022 to be a year of bringing life to situations, healing to situations, deliverance to situations. And I believe wherever the river goes, the river brings life. And I believe God is calling us to jump on in and to go deeper with him in 2022. Amen. Three things about going deeper. Number one, we can't settle. We can't settle. You see, the problem is this. I believe if we're not careful, we settle for good when God has something great in store for us. We settle for good. Well, that's good enough. You've heard that in your life. That's good enough. We'll do this. It's good enough. This is enough stuff. But here's the thing. Good will always stop you from the excellence of great for what God has for you. God has something great in store for you. And if you settle for just what's good, you will never get to experience everything God has for you. And this year, we can't settle. We've got to make up our mind. We've got to be determined. Listen, I don't mean this bad. I forgot where I was reading 
reading this at this week, but there was a place where they literally bring in exercise equipment, but they don't, it was like a, it was a club or something where people can join, but they don't buy it. They, they rent it for about two months and bring it into this place and set it up. And by the end of February, they take it out of there. Why? Because most people aren't using it. True people that are gym rats, they hate this time of year. Because come this time of year, those of us like myself who don't go to the gym very often, we're in there in January and February. But come March, they're like, oh man, we got the gym back to ourselves again. <laughs> Here's the thing, if we're not careful, we will settle. We'll give it everything for a short amount of time. You know the Bible says when the seed went out, there was those that sp- sprung up quickly. But it had no root system, and so it died out. And I want you to know, God is not calling us to a shallow Christianity, and we can't settle for that. We've got to say, God, I want to know you in greater ways, and I will not settle for the shallowness that this world offers me, but I am going to go deeper in you, and I'm going to know you in greater ways. Amen? Number two, depth takes discipline. Depth takes discipline. There's a reason discipline and discipleship are words that are sound a lot alike have a lot in common because here's the thing if you want to know God in greater ways you want to be a disciple it will take discipline I have tried to go to bed at night and put the Bible on my head and wake up praying that I I'd memorized it but you know what I woke up with a headache it never worked I tried that in Bible college many times for a test the next day and it didn't work Because you know what? The truth is this. Until you dive into the Word of God, just reading it every once in a while isn't going to make the difference. You've got to begin to dive in. You've got to begin to give God time. You've got to begin to spend time with God. You've got to begin to pray fast. Read your Bible. You want a word from the Lord? Here it is right here. I got it for you right here. Okay? You want a word? It's right here. If you want a word out loud, read it out loud. Okay? I got it for you. Read the Word of God and let God's Word speak to your heart. Let God's Word speak to your life. Realize that it's going to take discipline. It takes setting aside some time for you to say, I'm going to do that. And listen, it's not always going to, everything's going to be fireworks when you read the Word of God. There are days that I get up and pray, and I'll be honest with you, if I'm being an honest preacher with you today, I pray and I feel like it was dry and dusty and nothing happened. I pray, and I feel like the heavens are brass. And I prayed, and I tried, and nothing happened. And I read the Word of God, and I thought, okay, Lord, I tried to get something out of it, but I, I did my part, and I, I put it down. And I, but you know what? Here's the thing. Sometimes we do that one time, and we think, well, God's not in it, so we put it down. But here's the thing. If you will be faithful, faithfulness is the key, and you keep praying, even whenever it doesn't seem like anything is happening, and then all of a sudden, one day, you have that breakthrough, and you realize the heavens are open, and they're hearing everything that you're saying. He's hearing anyway, but you just feel like, God, you're right there. All of a sudden, why? Because of your faithfulness. You read the Word of God, and one day, words begin to jump off the page, and it's a rhema word to you, and it's speaking to your heart. Why? Because you didn't give up. You didn't quit. You kept reading, you kept praying, you kept believing, and as you do those things, God will speak to us, but we have to keep doing what he's called us to do. Amen? Mother Teresa, who I admire, who did so many wonderful things, Mother Teresa, they asked her one time about feeling God. And she said, if I'm honest, she said, I went a whole year where I did not feel the presence of God. I didn't, it wasn't like, she said, I just didn't feel God's presence beside me. And they said, what'd you do? Did you 
quit and just wait till you felt it? She said, no. I got up and I did everything that I was called to do day in and day out. I never gave up. I prayed. I read my Bible. I love people. I serve people. I minister to the poor. I did all those things. And one day, all of a sudden, in a time of prayer, I just began to feel the Holy Spirit right beside me. I want you to know today, just because you don't always feel it, doesn't mean it's not that God's not working. We go by our feelings so much. We go by sight so much. Hey, God, I'll read the Bible as long as I feel it. Listen to me. You're not always going to feel it. But if you will serve Him and be faithful, even on the days you don't feel it, then all of a sudden, that'll come back. But what's important is your faithfulness. What is important is that depth takes discipline. And as you are disciplined, you will begin to experience God in deeper ways and know Him in greater ways because you don't settle and you allow the depths of God's riches. You're invited into that and you take the discipline to get to know Him. Amen? And then number three, we need the Holy Spirit's guidance. We need the Holy Spirit's guidance. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, Paul says something. Let me read that to you right now. I didn't have this plan in the first service. Let me read this to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verse 9. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those that love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all the things, yes, the what things of God? Everybody say deep. <clears throat> the deep things of God. So Paul says, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered in the heart of man what God has in store for those that love him. But the Spirit has revealed them to us. Why? Because the Holy Spirit has searched the deep things of God. I love documentaries, and I like to watch ocean-type stuff and, you know, Shark Week and that kind of stuff. But I, I like, I, I think it's really cool when they take these things, look like little mini submarines, and they go down to the bottom of the ocean. And there have been times they have been to the ocean to parts that no man, no person has, has seen before with a human eye. And they're seeing things they've never seen before. They're seeing the depths of things they've never experienced before. And all of a sudden, they're experiencing these depths because they're down there exploring it. You know what the Bible says? The Holy Spirit has explored the heart of God. The Holy Spirit has explored the deep things of God. And He reveals them to us. If you want to know God in greater ways, allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He will not force His will on you. But when you begin to ask... All of a sudden, you will unlock things that you never understood before. Some of the greatest people that I've, the smartest people I've known in my life, and this makes me sound really stupid because I run my mouth all the time, okay? But some of the smartest people I've ever met in my life are the, some of the quietest people. And when I, and, and I will go up to somebody quiet and ask them a question. And when you ask the right question, all of a sudden they begin to open their mouth and they begin to speak deep things that you didn't even know they, they understood. Here's the thing, the Holy Spirit, once again, is a gentleman. He's not going to just force his will on you. But when you begin to ask him, Holy Spirit, show me things I've never seen before. Eye has not seen, nor ear heard what God has in store for you. But he has revealed them to his spirit. And I believe the spirit reveals them to us as we ask. Because he has searched the deep things of God. The Holy Spirit has searched the deep things of God. And he wants to give them to us. God's not withholding his will from you. God's not withholding information. He's just waiting for you to participate. He's waiting for you to play a part in this. He's waiting for you to ask. And when you say, Lord, I want more 
more of you. I want to know you in the power of your resurrection, the fellowship of your sufferings. God, I want to know you in greater ways. As you open yourself up to that, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit begins to pour into you. And all of a sudden you are invited into this deep relationship with him and you know him in greater ways. Amen? Well, the worship team join me. I'm almost done. I want us to think for a moment about Peter. Here's the Apostle Peter who, one reason I like him is because one moment he says the most profound things and the next moment he's saying some of the goofiest things. Here's Peter who when Jesus asks, who do you men say that I the son of the man am? And he says, thou art Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus says, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven revealed it to you, and I say, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It was Peter who had the revelation of Jesus. But it's also Peter who said, Lord, you're not, we're not going to let you die. And Jesus looks at him and says, get behind me, Satan. That's Peter. It's Peter who, at times, said the most brilliant things, but then he's warming his hands by a fire, and denying Jesus till the rooster crows but you know what it is also Peter who after being restored by Jesus stands on the day of Pentecost and preaches a message and in one moment three thousand people were saved you know what happened between that that time in our Bible, it's just pages, but it would have been probably at least 50 days between Peter denying him and standing up and preaching that was one thing. He received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Listen to me. I believe God wants to baptize you this year in the depths of his love, in the depths of his grace, in the depths of his mercy, in the riches this year of things he has in store for you. And I believe it is a life-changing thing when you jump all in. Peter was all in. All of a sudden, this is Peter who had one foot in and one foot out. I'm going fishing. I'm over here. But on the day of Pentecost, Peter's all in. And when he's baptized in the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden, boldness begins to come out of him. His life changes. And his words change. And he begins to speak forth the mysteries of God. And I want you to know today, God is inviting you in 2022 into a deeper relationship than you've ever experienced before. He is inviting you to the depths. He's saying, come on in. Come on in. Come in. Come jump in. The water feels good, man. Jump on in. And as you jump in, you may say, Lord, it's over my head. What do I do? But listen, you cannot drown in the grace and the mercy of God. If you'll jump in, if you'll allow him to work in your life, if you'll say, 2022, I'm going to give it to him. I'm going to give him this year where this year is going to be about deeper things. It's about knowing him. I will not settle for shallow Christianity, but I am going to have a deep faith so that whenever things are shaking around me, I will not quit and I will not give up because my hope is not in things, but my hope is in him. My hope is not in my circumstances. My hope is in Him. And this year, what God is calling us to is we're going to talk about what it means to have a deeper faith and a deeper deeper prayer life. We're going to talk about some deeper things this year. But listen, I'm just setting the stage to tell you God is inviting you in. And I believe this year, my prayer is, at this time, 2023 rolls around. And I don't know about you, it seemed like last year went by very quickly. When 2023 rolls around, you can look at me and say, Preacher, I remember last year, when you preach that message on deeper things. And I can say this year, I have grown to know God in deeper ways than I ever have before. I don't care if, it, listen, in 2023 on this Sunday, I don't care if we have a, a larger audience. 
if we have more money coming in, all that stuff God takes care of. The one thing as your pastor that I care about is that you have a deeper relationship with Jesus. That whenever the storms happen, you are secured in the rock of Christ Jesus. That is what matters. And it is time the church stops trying just to produce more crowds and more money and bigger things and we begin to produce deep Christians that know what it is to serve God. Deep Christians that have a relationship with Him. That's what matters above everything else. God's going to grow His church. God's going to build His church. God's going to provide for our needs. But we need to help people come to know Him in greater ways because that is where it's going to make the difference. People that last because they have a deep relationship with God. Would you stand to your feet? With the prayer team, join me down here please. Why don't you just close your eyes where you're at right now. In a few moments, I'm going to encourage you. This podcast is now over. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on future messages.